Hello, and welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. I am your host, your guide, your friend. I am Sharon D. Meadows. If you've been here before, grab a seat. Come on in. Welcome back. (laughs) If this is your first time joining me on the Journey to Self-Love podcast, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Little housekeeping before we get started. If you're wondering who I am, brief introduction. I am an inspirational speaker, a transformative teacher, and I am the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Journey to a New You. Now that we've got that out of the way, (laughs) just one other little tidbit about myself. I began an intentional journey to self-love about six years ago, over six years ago, and it has truly changed and transformed my life in a very good way, in a very good way. And I take what I've learned, my own experience, and I share it with others because I know that when I began my intentional journey to self-love, there wasn't a lot of information available to show me what I needed to do. There was a lot out there in theory, but there wasn't a lot out there step-by-step know-how guides. And so I had to figure it out on my own, and that's what I've been doing over the last six years, learning to love myself on my own. I didn't have anything available to me to show me how to do it. I had to teach myself how to love myself. And I decided to create this Journey to Self-Love podcast to teach other people too. Now, having said that, if you joined me for the last episode, thank you. The last episode was, are you hiding or being hidden? If you didn't listen, please go catch it because there was an exercise in there. And I'm going to touch on that exercise briefly before we jump into today's topic. The exercise in the last episode, are you hiding or being hidden? That that exercise was for you to write down the numbers one, two, three on a piece of paper and then to write down Three accomplishments that you've had that you're proud of. At first I said in the last six months, then I changed it to the last 90 days, last three months. So let's just, let's keep it current. Let's just do the last 90 days. Um, any accomplishment that you're proud of within the last 90 days, I want you to write it down and I'll tell you why. Number one, we need to learn to clap our, clap for ourselves pat ourselves on the back, and to celebrate ourselves, our accomplishments, big and small. It helps to build confidence. It helps to build confidence. It does. Sometimes other people are not going to celebrate us. Don't nobody care. (laughs) In this season, we are celebrating ourselves. So that's, those are some of the reasons that we need to do things like this. But primarily, we want to increase our confidence level for the next goal or the next 
thing that we're working on, the next goal that we've set for ourselves, um, we can walk into it a little bit stronger um, when we walk in confidence. Because we, you know, fear, we're all familiar with it. We all become fearful of new things, new opportunities, new goals, new ideas. So just being aware, this is about being aware. And the the journey to self-love, a lot of it has to do with how aware you are, self-awareness. Um, that's how we create change and transformation. We got to be aware. So we want to acknowledge our our accomplishments within the last 90 days, three things, whether somebody celebrated it or not, we're going to celebrate it. Okay. Now, so if you didn't catch the episode, please go back and listen to it. Now, I've got another episode brewing in my mind that I had planned to record after the last one. But before we get to that, I think there is a something that need there is something that needs to happen before the next one. So that's what I want to talk about in this episode. You have nothing to prove to anyone. <laughs> I'm thinking about putting that on a t-shirt, putting it on a t-shirt. And putting it on some merch so that we can remind ourselves we don't have nothing to prove to nobody. If you've been here before, you know I like to share a story through uh, illustrating an experience. Right? Share a point, make a point by uh, sharing a story to illustrate an experience. And... As I were thinking about this episode, I I reflected back in my mind on all the many times I was in a situation where I was trying to prove something. Any any hands up? Anybody ever been in a situation where you felt like you needed to prove yourself? So here's what I realized as I were reflecting. I'll get to the story in a minute, but as I were reflecting, here's what I realized. I had been in multiple situations where I had gone into an environment where other people could see my value or they could see what I brought to the table or they could see my greatness. (laughs) They could see those things. But they wouldn't tell me that they could see them. And in some cases, they would act like I didn't have it. So what I would do is I felt like I had it. I believed I had it. I'd had it before. But because these people were not acknowledging, quote unquote, it, I felt like I needed to prove to them I got it. Right. So I've been in, and this has been this has been um, a reoccurring theme in my life. So I come in. I, you know, I present my value to the room. The room acknowledges it internally. they like, okay, she got it. But they don't acknowledge it to me, right? They don't validate me by letting me know they can see me. And in many cases, they pretended like they couldn't see me, 
And like, I, you know, like I didn't have it, like they couldn't see me or they couldn't see it, whatever it was. So to prove to them I got it, I'm going, I'm working overtime. I'm going all in. I'm doing 150. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm going above and beyond because I want them to see me. If this is you, if that resonated, would you cut that shit out straight up? Because let me tell you what happened to me. I'm going to get to the story in a minute. What has happened to me is every time I've been in that situation, I waste my time going above and beyond, spinning my wheels for people that are never going to validate or acknowledge me. And they see it and they know they see it. But it took me a minute to figure out they could. Why? Because they never said it. You will run yourself in the ground trying to prove something to somebody. Mm -mm. Cut that shit out. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. You know, when you know who you are, when you know who you are, you will realize you don't have shit to prove to nobody. If they see it, they see it. If they don't, they don't. They see it, though. Don't think they don't see it. They're just not going to say it. Now. Before I get to the story, I got a little worked up. I get emotional and passionate about this because I've lived it. I've lived it. And some of you have too. And you know what I'm talking about. But before I get into the story, I need to take a quick water break. Don't go anywhere. Stay with me. Be right back. I got a good story for you. Thank you for staying with me and not going anywhere. I said I had a good story for you. So before before we took our little brief break, um, I said I promised you I was going to share a story with you. And I was taking my little break and I was reflecting on the story and I started laughing. So I'm going to try to be <clears throat> it's not a funny story. It's funny to me now. Right. But it wasn't funny when it was happening. So years ago, matter of fact, it's been 10 years exactly since I walked away from my corporate career. It's been 10 years since I woke up one morning and I said, mm -mm, this ain't it. And I walked away from my corporate career and I began a new journey. So it's been 10 years. Well, Ten years ago, when I was in my quote-unquote corporate career, I worked for a global investment firm. And when I started out at the global investment firm, um, most of my career I'd been on the technical side. I worked in information technology, and I'd been on the technical side. I started out as a software engineer with Wachovia. I did software consulting for Deloitte & Touche. Um, just, just giving you a little context to the story. So when I, when I arrived at this global investment firm, I was on a technical path, and I sat down with... Uh, my manager and my manager, nice guy, but I think there was some bias in there, just in retrospect. So he, he sat down with me and he talked me into um, veering off of the technical side 
of the, the fence and getting more on the project management side. So instead of me being a developer on the project, I became the person that was actually managing the project. I became um, business analyst slash project manager. So I would do the sit with the, the business clients and do all the analysis for what they needed, come up with the project plan, put a team together, work with the technical team, and then deliver and implement whatever the software solution was. So that was that was my role. Now, <laughs> I worked, I, I came in, I was working with that manager, and then he got promoted. He got promoted, and then, you know, somebody, it, it just, you know, things happen and things evolve. Well, I ended up on this other team. And when I was on the other team, the the new team that I ended up on, it was mostly women. So I I came in on one team that was all men. Like I said, I think there was some bias there. I think the manager saw me because I was a woman and he had a team full of technical men. He he thought maybe he thought in his mind it'd be better if I was a project manager versus a techie with the men. That was okay. So when I got on the other team, there were more women on this team. So the head of that team was a woman. And then the, the person that I reported to was a woman. And there were one or two other women sprinkled in there. Still mostly men, but there was more women than the team that I was on before. So I get assigned this project. It was the, to date, it was the largest project of my corporate career. It was a very large project and it was company mandated. That means it had to happen. <laughs> it had to happen. Nowhere around it. So the manager that I reported to, when she assigned it to me, she, for whatever reason, was wanting to run the project. She wanted to run the project herself. But her style, her management, project management style was different than my project management style. My project management style was to get shit done. Hers was, I don't know what hers was, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that. So behind closed doors one day, we sit down. And, and I requested this meeting with her. So I go in her office and I close the door and I said, I'd like to run this project alone and I'll take full responsibility for it. And she said, Hmm. Okay. And I said, she said, well, you are the project manager. I said, I am in, in, in name. I am listed as a project manager, but you're running the project. I'm just kind of on the sideline right now. I said, you're coming up with the estimates. You're coming up with the dates. You're coming up with the budget. I'd like to do those things because, <laughs> y'all, she was so off on everything. <laughs> she was so off on everything that was being reported. And I just I, I could see I could foresee what was going to happen to me with her 
um, trying to run this project. I could foresee what was going to happen to me. So I'm trying to save myself. So I said, I want to, I want to run the whole project. I said, right now you're driving the car and I'm on the passenger side. And in some cases I'm actually in the back seat. And if this car runs off the road in the ditch and crash, I want to be the one driving it because right now, as it stands, it's running in the ditch and I'm not driving it. But my name, <laughs> my name was on the insurance. Right. So she's looking at me like, I cannot believe this girl is sitting here saying this stuff. So I'm just telling her just, you know, as you know, professional to professional, let me run my project. I'll take responsibility for it. So I said, if it runs in the ditch and it crashes. I want to be driving it and I'm going to take full responsibility for whatever happens. But let me be driving it because my name is on the insurance. So she thought about it for a minute and then she said, well, Sharon. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that, but I've, I've just been trying to help you. I said, I appreciate that. She said, because I don't want you to fail. I said, who said I was going to fail? She said, well, I don't want you to. I said, but who said I was? We just got started. If I fail, I'll take responsibility for failing. But I don't want to take responsibility for your failure. I didn't say it like that, but that's 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 what I was thinking, right? So she she released it, she gave me full reign on it. She gave me full reign on it. And I ran my own project. And it was a big one. And it took a lot out of me in the, I was in the office till three in the morning. I would go home and shower and I'm right back in the office again, about 6 a.m. I'm working on weekends. I'm up early. I'm up late. I'm coordinating with the other teams that are going to be a bottleneck for my project just to make sure everything is smooth. In the end, I delivered the project successfully and it took a lot out of me to do it. I delivered it successfully on time. It was way over budget, but that, that wasn't my fault. She was doing the earth. <laughs> I knew those projections were off when she first started. I couldn't recover from bad projections in the beginning that I didn't make. I did my best to recover from it, but it is what it is. But what happened along the way through the process is this woman who was my manager that I reported to, she put up every freaking roadblock that she could throw in my path because I said I would take full responsibility for it. If I win, I win. I want, I want to be on the winner circle. If I, if I fail, if I lose, I take responsibility because my name is on it. My Direct report that I reported to because I wanted to control my own project that my name was on. She wanted to make sure I failed. And she threw every roadblock, every obstacle, every monkey wrench that she could find. She threw it in my way. And at one point, I felt like I have two jobs here. I have one job to do what I'm getting paid to do. And then I have one job that I got to manage this woman to stay on track. So I had to manage my project 
to to stay on track with that. And then I had to manage my manager so that she didn't throw me off track because she wanted to see me lose. Am I the only one that know what I'm talking about? Or does, does this resonate with you too? Now, here comes the plot twist. One day, during the course of me running this project, I go in a conference room and I see a report on the table that I had done for my project. And I was like confused. I was like, have I, have I been in here? Have I been in here? Did I leave this in here? Cause I had presented it, right? I had presented this report to her, but I'm trying to figure out how did it get in that conference room? So I picked up the report and I looked at it. It didn't have my name on it anymore. And I'm looking at it and I, I recognize that I know it's mine. And I'm just sitting there waiting for the other people, my project team to come in. And as I'm sitting there staring at the the report that's on the table that doesn't have my name on it anymore, the one that I created, someone walked in the room and they said, oh, she left that in here. She presented it to upper management. I said, who, who my manager? They were like, yeah, I'm not going to call her name. They said, yeah, that she, yeah, she presented that. I was in here. She presented it. I said, she's, this is her report. They were like, yeah, yeah. Everybody was impressed with it. <laughs> y'all, let me tell y'all something. Stop trying to prove something to people that they can see that they'll never say. You will run yourself in the ground. You will waste a lot of time and energy trying to prove to people what they can see that they won't say. This woman saw what I brought to the table. Wouldn't validate it, wouldn't acknowledge it, but was stealing from it. Presenting it as her own. And then throwing every monkey wrench she could in my way. Who am I speaking to? Who are you trying to prove something to and it's running you in the ground to do it? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. When you know who you are, you will realize that you don't have anything to prove to anyone. If you want to prove it to yourself that you can do it, do it. But outside of you, you have nothing to prove to anyone. Stop wasting your energy trying to prove something to people that they can see, but they just won't say. Okay, let's grab our piece of paper. I want to be respectful of our time, mine and yours. Grab your piece of paper. I got mine. One, two, three. I want you, because this is about being self-aware, and there is no transformation without transparency. We got we to gotta own this stuff. We got to own it. 
We have to own it to confront it and deal with it. That's how we change it. On the piece of paper, one, two, three, I want you to write down three times in your life. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. Write down three times in your life where you have went above and beyond to prove something to someone. And then they didn't say they, they wouldn't say that they saw it. I don't care. It could be in your relationship, your marriage. It could be with a parent, a sibling. It could be at church. It could be at work. It could be with your business partner. And I don't care who it is. Three times, because we're gonna we we, we want to be aware of this stuff. Because what I say, we're gonna cut that shit out. But we gotta know what it is when we're doing it, right? So one, two, three, write down three times that you can reflect back and say, mm, mm-hmm. This meets the criteria. I was trying to prove this to and and they could see it all along, but they just wouldn't say it. Write it down. And then we're gonna talk about what we're going to do with it on the next episode. That is my time. I am your friend, your host, your guide. I am Sharon D. Meadows. I thank you for your time, your energy, your mind, and just being here with me. If you are following me on Facebook, thank you. If you're not following me on Facebook, let's connect there. Sharon D. Meadows. On IG, Journey, the number two, self-love podcast. Follow me. Let's connect. Let's stay connected. Let's have a community together. And don't forget the YouTube channel is coming soon. But until then, I'll see you the next time. Have a great one.